Bard Rock Cafe is brought to you by SassyGamers.com and viewers like you. Links to Sassy Gamers, our Patreon, and our social media accounts can be found in the show notes. Previously on Bard Rock Cafe, after getting paid for a job well done, the party ventured back into the Obelisk to find out where the second Tablet of Fate was. While inside the Obelisk, Epi nearly died by reading a book of forbidden knowledge that showed him a possible future. Now Epi and Rook are off to sleep for the night while Brock and Armbar go shopping. What could possibly go wrong? Find out today on Bard Rock Cafe. Alright, welcome back to episode 22 of Bard Rock Cafe. At the end of last week's episode, the party went into the obelisk and found some more interesting information. Decided to split up with Brock and Armbar going shopping. While Rook and Epi go visit Rook's mom at the brothel for Epi to get a nap and Rook to check in. So, with that, let's go ahead and get started. Rook and Epi, we will start with you. Alright, so I'm helping Epi <laughs> to the brothel because uh, Epi didn't look so great. Thank you. Shouldn't I be too far. You're, you're, a, you're a good person. You know that patter on the head, which may require Don't reaching up a little bit. Don't the head, but thanks. Ah, alright, alright. So, Rook and Epi, you, you make your way through the docks district, and you're definitely getting some looks because, Epi, you look really bad. Like, you look like you're at death's door, because you just were. It's fine, it's fine. I only knocked a couple of times. Yeah, but nobody nobody stops you. You make your way safely to the brothel where Rook's mom works. What's it look like? It's not run down, it's just the place has been there a while. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like... That's what's it's up. It's an established it's, establishment. Right. So, like, it's not new anymore. It's not run down. They keep the place going. They keep it kept up. But it's been there a while. You can see, like, the chips in the wood. You can see the, the faded paint on the sign. That sort of thing. The sign itself says, The Winking Beholder. And as you make your way up to the front door, there is a massive half-orc that is standing watch at the entrance. Rook, you recognize this as Balgrug. He has been the doorman for about seven years now. Okay. Uh, he sees you, and you see him, and he just kind of smiles and motions for you to head on inside. I stagger along behind her. Um, welcome. He raises an eyebrow as he sees Epi with his arm around you. Yeah, don't get any ideas, Balgrug. He dying. Well, not yet. Hopefully not soon. Right. Listen, your mother is free currently. We haven't hit rush hour yet, so you can find her on the second floor. All right. Come on, Epi. That's a rush hour? Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Huh. Yeah, it's only about five o'clock right now. Not rush hour. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> You're still at work. Yeah. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere, and that somewhere is here. <laughs> Most people get drunk first. Anyway. Alright, so um, I know this brothel really well, so I'm just going to take Epi on to the second floor. Okay, so you do make your way up to the second floor, and it's, you know, familiar sights and sounds, and it's fairly empty right now. You see everybody kind of scrubbing the place down, you smell, like, the scent of cooked meats in the kitchen, like people are getting their meal before the night gets going. Yeah, they need their uh, energy. Your this- right, make your way upstairs, you know your way around. So the private rooms up top are kind of like in the back, and you and your mother didn't have 
nice accommodations growing up. So you had a room, but it was more of a like a little closet space that was attached to her room. Mm-hmm. So you know where that is, and you make your way there. Sounds good. Unless you want to stop somewhere nope. else. Nope. Effie's kind of gawking as we go by. You a brothel goer, so- Effie? Eh, not really. One died one time, and I brought her back, but aside from that, not really. Yeah, it's not for everybody. I just don't... Yeah, I don't really see the appeal of a winking beholder. I mean, just the tentacles really aren't something that turns most people on, right? Surely that's not um, a thing. Um, don't worry about it. How many eyes does a beholder wink with? Does it only do one eye, or does it have to use half its eyes? If you were here, you could look at the sign. <laughs> <laughs> You can see the artistic rendering. <laughs> so I'm kind of looking around. I'm like, so clearly they know you. Yeah, I mean, I live here. All right. Yeah. I suppose that's one way to make sure they tip. <laughs> so you reach your mother's door. You just head on in. Yeah, I don't even knock. Okay, just open the door. You see your mother in the middle of putting on some makeup, sitting at kind of a little well-used desk with a mirror on it. She wasn't expecting anyone, so she whips around and immediately just, like, jumps up. Rook, you're back. I haven't seen you in a while. Where have you been? What are you? Stops and takes it, Epi. <laughs> back at you. Looks back at Epi. Hey, Mom. And immediately asks, are you pregnant? No. <laughs> Some of us don't do things like that, Mom. You know, Epi is fairly, fairly, um... You, you can tell he's blushing a little bit. He's like, Mom. I assure you, that's not why I looked dead. Uh, yeah, Mom, this is Effie, my almost dead friend over here. I just brought him in because, um, you're not doing so great. Thought it'd be better if he slept you here. You brought a boyfriend back with you! And, like, she walks up and, like, Effie just, like, she pulls you over to, like, a chair and sits you down. And is like, so, where are you from? Um. How did you meet my daughter? Um. Well... <laughs> Epi kind of grins. He's just like, well, I'm from the North Ward. Can y'all hear oh, the washing really? machine? Really? And back? she like looks at Rook. The North Mom. Ward. <laughs> I'm having. Epi's just grinning at him. Oh, don't worry. So we met through a mutual friend, a business owner, actually. Really? Do tell. Yes. How long have you been knowing my my daughter? She doesn't know me, Mom. <laughs> Oh my god. Effie's grin is just slowly getting wider. It's like, well, <laughs> I assure you, uh, sometimes it's more polite to let her choose. She's she's very shy. Oh my god. You too? So, <laughs> listen, Epi, it's so nice to meet you. Most people don't look exhausted when they get here. And she, like, gives Rook the side eye. And- <laughs> well... <laughs> You would not believe it. She has such a strong arm sometimes. Really, you know, saves a man in a, in a pinch. Epi no. almost died from a book, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brooke, you know your mother very well, and you know she is doing this specifically because she knows this is not your boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> she knows your type. <laughs> it's not scrawny tieflings. <laughs> <laughs> she says, a book. Well, it wouldn't be the silliest thing I've heard. And you hear my daughter has a strong arm, you say. Like iron. Tight grip and all that? Oh my god. Uh, yes. <laughs> you know, uh, could deep arcuitry. Right. 
<laughs> at this point, you see... Luke is, like, sweating. You see, <laughs> and you see Rook's mom break a little bit, and she just starts laughing. She's like, alright, that's enough. That is enough, I know more. my daughter well enough. <laughs> Welcome back, dear. Why don't you tell me what's going on with your friend here? Really, it was a book. I mean, it's kind of complicated, but... I think Effie could use with some, you know, some rest, maybe even a back rub or something if Effie's into that. I don't know, Effie, what are you into? No, Mom. <clears throat> um, Her hand is, like, on your knee at this oh point. Oh my god. <laughs> Mom! <laughs> Effie's... <laughs> Effie's ears turn down just a little bit, like... <laughs> and it's just like, uh, I, I appreciate it. Um, honestly, just a bed. Any bit. Flat surface, really. The floor will do nicely. Oh no, we can't have you sitting on the floor. Uh, well, there's only two beds here. There's mine and there's Rook's. You're the one who's in bad shape, You could take my bed. That's probably for the best. We might have visitors soon. Yeah. Ah, right. So, do you mind if me and Rook use... Pull up here for the night? No. Feel free. There's nothing to hide here. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I, it's been a pleasure meeting you. So, my name's Epi. Uh, what's your name, Mrs. Rook's mother? Oh, you can call me Miriam, dear. It's a pleasure to meet you, Miriam. And you as well. And you do notice, like, Miriam is beautiful in her own way, right? Like, she's had a hard life, but she is... She's still got that elegance to her when she's not being an ornery mother. <laughs> Epi's noticed. Epi's trying very hard not to notice. Rook, why don't you take your friend and show him where he can rest and then come back and talk to him? Okay. Come on, Epi. Epi sort of follows. Yeah, so I, uh... Looks back. I'm nice. I take out the warm blanket. Aww. Throw it on Epi and then walk out. Back to my mom. <laughs> Epi just face plants into the bed. Thank you, Rook. I owe like, you one. It's, it's kind of a, it's a narrow twin bed that's just kind of in the closet space. Like, it's a decent sized closet, mm -hmm. but it's been converted to a very cramped bedroom. Beats the floor. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the only bed that nobody slept that way on in the entire place. That you know of. That I know of. <laughs> That is a question for Rook. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. How strong is her friend? It's strong enough. <laughs> <laughs> Moving <Yeah>. on. <laughs> there we go. Alright, just cruising right on past that. <laughs> Alright, so I go back out to see my mom. She pulls out one of the little chairs that goes next to the table. She's still doing her makeup. She's like, so where have you been? Still getting into trouble with Mr. Felix? Yeah. I mean, it's a little more focused now, Mom. I know you always told me you wanted me to make friends or whatever, so I guess I'm kind of, like, getting to know people. Really? This is the first time you've brought anyone home. I know. And I understand. I do. This is not the most family-friendly place. But I'm happy to see you've got someone who's a friend. Yeah. Uh, what happened? What changed? Do you know, uh, well, the Bard Rock's all smushed and everything. Um, I was there when it hit. You were there? Yeah. I mean, I got out, but it was a thing. Are you yeah. okay? Did, 
Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. I, I'm fine, Mom. I just... It was a big thing, and Felix um, wants to rebuild the Bard Rock, so I'm kind of helping this fill up the owner and a couple other people to uh, fix what happened. So are they friends, or are they professional acquaintances? Ugh, I don't know. I guess professional, but, I mean, they're not bad. Okay, I'll take it. Uh, you know, I have very few friends, but I have a lot of professional acquaintances. It's okay to be friends with good people. Mm, yeah, Mom. I guess you're right. Uh, and she points at your shoulder. And who's this new friend? Uh, Mom. Uh, like you to meet Fairy. She's pointing at yeah. Fairy, yeah. And, uh, Fairy, this is, as you've definitely heard, my mom. Hello! At this, like, your mom kind of jumps just a little bit back. Like, she smears her mascara just a little bit. She looks over at the the raven that's on your shoulders goes oh yeah it's actually your friend it's like hi i'm her familiar yeah okay i know what the familiar is i didn't know you were able to find them um uh magic well let's just say i got a rare opportunity with this one a lucky one and i stroke fairy it's been kind of cool it's better than a pet oh yeah i'm a lot better than a pet I like Rook. She's really nice as a master. Even though I've only been with her for like 14 hours at this point. And you've been a really good familiar. Not that I have anything to compare it to, but you know. Rook is really uncomfortable being <laughs> nice. You hear the so. most muffled from the closet. Better than Dot. <laughs> so Miriam kind of leans forward. She says, so are you staying safe? Yeah. I mean... Nothing too bad has happened. I'm like super this... lying because I've been shot at and all kinds of stuff have happened to me. Should I roll a deception check or or does she just know? Yeah, roll deception. I rolled a five. Two plus three. Okay. I didn't do a good job. So, yeah. Well, and it's it's your mom. Yeah, right? it makes sense. It makes sense. So she's like, I know it's not really my place to tell you what to do with your life, but Working with Felix and taking on these kinds of jobs, just be careful. Don't trust everybody. Find a few people you can and stick with them. Alright. I mean, it's been she's fine. Like, she's wiping away the mascara that she smeared. <laughs> so how have you been, uh, Mom? It's been very strange lately. Strange. You know, with the clerics not able to heal, it's been a lot darker. People coming here, you know, it used to be they came here for fun. Lately, they seem to be coming here to get away. Oh. Yeah, it mustn't be fun to have stressed out clientele. Well, it can be, but the, the experience is a little different. Huh. But you've been okay? Like, everyone's been treating you alright? Yeah. Nobody really wants to mess with the doorman. <laughs> and I can hold my own. I know, Mom. Uh, and you do see, as you are familiar with the, the tiny little dagger that she keeps in her boot, you do notice it mm -hmm. strapped to her ankle. That's my uh, mom. Very delicate. You don't. If you didn't know it was there, you wouldn't see it. She says, "All right. Well, how long are you staying? And do you need anything?" I'm just staying for the night. I don't think I really right. need anything. I just, you know, wanted to see how you were doing and stuff. Well, I'm glad to see you. I've worried about you. You should check in more. Okay, fine. Now don't leave your room such a mess next time. <sighs> I had to go in behind you and clean it. Mom. Oh my god. Fine. 
Alright, go tend to your friend. I need to finish getting ready. So, uh, alright, Mom. I'll, uh, see you tomorrow morning. Alright, good night. Good night. I'll try to say hello during breakfast before I go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I'll catch you then. And so I, um, I guess I'm staying on the floor in my, in the closet. Is there space? There is space. Like, there's room for it to be a small-ish walk-in closet. Mm-hmm. So, like, it is a cramped bedroom, but it's still, you have room to do stuff. Cool. Right? So it's like a really, really tiny dorm room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe like a like a loft area, you know. Like yeah, it's... I gotcha. Yeah, so I'm, well, I'm going to talk to Fairy a little bit before I go to sleep. Okay. So I'm going to kind of, like, sit on the ground, like, against the wall and be like, so Fairy, this is where I live, this is where I grew up. It seems nice. Your mom seems nice. Yeah, she's nice. She cares. That's more than I can say for a lot of other moms. It's uh, It wasn't that bad growing up here. It was friendly, I guess. For a little stifling. Yeah, your room's kind of small. Feels <laughs> a little bit like a cage. Yeah. And, uh, oh. yeah. I don't know if I like it. Sorry. I know it's your room. I don't think I like it. It's, uh, it's where I find myself outside a lot, so <laughs> I'm not offended. I just kind of need a place to sleep. So... So what do you do? I've only known you for, like, less than a day. What do you do? <laughs> what do I do? I'm a... Epi is right there on the bed. Epi, are you writing in your book, or are you asleep? At the moment, Epi has got, you know, face planted into the pillow, but you can definitely see just a little eyes peeking out, like, <laughs> okay. you know. Do I know this? This is the eye? most Rook has ever talked. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's not a very big room, so probably... Okay. Epi's got curly hair. You don't seem like you're trying to hide it too well, so Brooke, you definitely notice that Epi is not asleep. Okay. Flopped onto the bed. But yeah. So 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 what do you do? I'm a thief fairy. I mean I'm really good at it. I've been working solo for like longer than a kid should, but I'm really good at it. I'm easy for me to hide. I'm not scared. Yeah. Steal rich people's stuff, really. I mean, not anymore. I mean, I might have to again. Who knows? This other plane stuff. Okay. Well, that's okay. You know, I've, I've known thieves before. Yeah. So. How long have you been alive? Oh, wow. Uh, I've been around for, for, jeez, I guess I kind of lost track around year 500. 500? Fairy, what the heck? How many people have you been familiar to? Oh. Well, a couple here and there. I mean, I'm from the Feywild, and time's funny there. So, I mean, you know, sometimes a day in the Feywild is like 10 years here, and sometimes like 10 years in the Feywild is a, a day here. It's it's complicated, so I don't know. I've been around a while. Hmm. What happened to your last guy again? You mean the wizard that you found me with? Yeah. yeah he died. <laughs> he got ambushed by goblins before right. he could finish the spell, and I spent like forever in that circle. Well, at least you're not there anymore. Yeah. This is much better. <laughs> that was a cage. This is plenty of space. Yeah. Well, you said I was nice, so hopefully that'll continue. I don't know. Well, I'm your familiar, so, you know, you don't have to be nice to me, but I appreciate it. Hmm. She puts on a tough front, but she's actually very nice. Don't worry about it. Good night, Effie. <laughs> Look, I know the bed's not that big but I feel bad making you sleep on the floor. And he scoots as far over as he can. Now, he's not big, but if it creates room. So, like, 
it's a small twin bed, but you are both very tiny people, right? <laughs> right. So you can both fit. Rook's thinking about it. It will be really, like, you'll be cozy. You know what? She's trying to like, spoon you. I'm gonna use... Epi is a little spoon. You know how big this man is. <laughs> Rook is thinking and goes, we'll sleep head to feet. You know what I mean? And then she kind of, she grabs like a bundle of random clothes, puts it at the, like at your feet, and sleeps with her head facing your feet. Good night, fairy. Abby just kind of... You know that I have sharp hooves down there, right? Don't put them in my face. Noted. Rook turns away from the hooves. <laughs> <laughs> so she's facing away from them. Yeah, just so you know, canonically, Epi has night terrors. That's, uh... <laughs> I don't completely know that, that I guess. Or I never figured that out, so... <laughs> okay, hang on. Evens or odds? Odds. Oh, so fairy does find uh, a perch to nestle down in for the night. Good night, fairy. What does Epi say in his sleep? <laughs> Actually, no. Mm-hmm. Epi, as you sleep, you have really terrible nightmares. Oh, boy. You keep flashing back to that moment when you read the book and that creeping darkness. And on some level, it feels like the darkness is still touching you and, like, reaching out for you in some way. Go ahead and roll me... Roll me a constitution saving throw. Okay, we're gonna roll the red dice. You know what? No, we're rolling big dice today. We're rolling big dice. <laughs> uh, that landed in the corner. That's a 7 plus 3 for a whopping 10. That is the DC. So oh, thank goodness. <laughs> despite your nightmares, you do manage to get a long rest. It is not your best sleep ever, but it is restful. Okay. Yeah, so you have nightmares all night, but you still manage to sleep through the night. Yeah, Rook, you hear an infernal Epi just muttering mm-hmm. something to himself. Like in infernal, is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. So, Rook, is there anything else you would like to do as Epi passes out? Nah. Okay. <laughs> so, that's you two for the night. Brock and Armbar. Don't forget your towel, the podcast that aims to play every RPG in existence with horror. How do we not... You are responsible for this. This was you. You've been keeping us here this entire time. So you could kill us off one by one? Is that what this is? None of this is real. The is here. God. Comedy. And uh, Winter has been up already milking the griffins. Winter, can you tell us a bit about the process of milking griffins? <laughs> well, I mean, it's much what you would expect, really. I don't um, really expect much, so please, please tell me. <laughs> well, it certainly defies expectations. Yeah, please do tell. <laughs> and insanity. Uh, the stakes are quite high. Then. Time is of utmost importance. Can't you see? We are the clock, clock hills. There can only be one. Steve! Cool. So... Clearly you can tell that no one knows what they're doing, but this is going to be interesting. So hold on tight to your seats and make sure you have your towels, because here we go. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Brock and Armbar. So I have a question. Brock would hopefully know this. We have a discount at the General General store. Yes. They sell armor there. Yes. So the General's General Goods store generally has anything from the player's handbook at listed price. You get 10% off. Alright, so Brock goes there to buy some studded leather armor. Okay, you're able to do so. The studded leather armor has uh, stitched into the collar the logo for the General's General Goods Store, but you are able to purchase it. Seems like there's nothing wrong with it. It's 
quality armor. Awesome. And then I don't think I'd be able to get this there. Brock has an idea. He had an idea from the meat locker at the goblin facility. Probably He wants to have a wagon custom made. So as you look around, you get the sense that that's not really something they... A custom yep. wagon? No. Like they have, like in the automotive section, there's wagons. Just like the generic kind. Some assembly required. It's like an Ikea store. Pretty much, yeah. Wagons. It's just a really giant cardboard box with like a little baggie with a screw and some hammer and nails and stuff and lumber, but nothing custom made. Yeah, that's what Brock suspected. So Brock's like, I remember, we, I think we need to go talk to Astro and find out who made that wagon for him. Where are we going to find him? I mean, we know where he lives, mm. or at least where he works. Let's go scout him out. What do you see there, mini bar? Yeah, oh yeah. All right, so we head out. We head towards where we know Astro to be. Okay, so I will say that Astro is not actually working right now. Astro has had a very big date, but as you leave the general's general good store, as luck would have it, you see off in the distance, Astro seems to be purchasing something from a food stand. Astro! He jumps, like starts looking around until he sees you, and then looks like much less nervous. Hey, what do you need? Uh, I was wondering if you could refer me to uh, whoever... uh modified your wagon. I have an idea for my own custom wagon, and I need to uh, have it built. Oh, well, uh, listen. So that was uh, a favor for some of my other clients, and, you know, we don't really like to talk about names and stuff, but, you know, what do you need? What did you have in mind? Uh, so I want a large wagon, like one of the lar- like larger models, like closer to a carriage. And when we were in the uh, Temple of Helm, there was that uh, meat locker. They had, like, that, uh, they had, they had, like, that magical fungi that was keeping it cold. I want to use that to store food so I can have a wagon where I travel around and sell food and I can make fresh food at the on the wagon is the idea I had. Like the meat towers. So Astro, like, he starts realizing what you're saying and he's like, that's a really good idea. It's like a food wagon. Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking of calling it, the food wagon. A food truck, if you will. We're trucking along. You are an, an innovator and a genius and a gentleman. I'll tell you what, that sounds like such a good idea. I'll have somebody get in touch, all right? Perfect. Don't ask too many questions. I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who knows an enchanter, okay? Just don't ask too many questions. They'll get you taken care of. I don't think that mold was magical. I think that was just the mold. But, you know, I'm sure they could spruce it up with some magic effects if you'd like it. Right. Yeah, it's just what gave me the idea. I thought that was what was making it cold down there. Okay, yeah. I'll uh, I'll get back to you on that. I'm going to go to sleep after I finish this hot dog. Alright, that's all I needed. Thank you so much, Astro. Yeah, good to see you. Maybe we can work again sometime. Together. All of us. Yep. Alright, see ya. And he just starts hobbling down the road because he's a gnome and he's tiny. Alright, is there anywhere else you need, need or want to go, Armbar? Minibar? I was just going to make comments on what you're doing, but we're moving kind of fast. Well, looks like you're going to need a, a driver for that there food wagon. Maybe Minibar and I can help you out with that. Oh, absolutely, champ. Once we get this going, I figured it's going to take a couple of weeks to uh, get the hard rock up and rebuilt at least. And once it's done, we have a second location on wheels. This will be taking off there, boss. We'll be shooting for the stars. Uh, armbar. Give me a D100, please. I got a 44. Alright, so, uh, where are you guys going right now? I'm trying to think of what... It's only like 5 o'clock at night for us, so there's plenty of time. I think Brock would want to go give Roshi an update on what's going on with the Tablet of Fate and what he and Epi saw. Okay, so that's actually perfect. So you're heading back up to the Temple of Ogma. Yep. 
So as you get closer, you see someone wearing kind of the vestments and the religious attire of Ogma, and he's holding, like, two books up in the air, and he's screaming out, THE END IS COMING! THIS IS THE END OF DAYS! Oh, not this crack again. Wait, did Epi tell us any amount of what he saw? Canonically? I don't know. Not yet. Not yeah, yet. no, Epi just yeah. conked out. He did mention, well, he did ask you, the only thing was he did ask you if that book was about the end of everything. The future. <laughs> right. And between that and the fact Brock knows the Tablets of Fate being on the ground is a bad thing, he's like, brother, you have no idea. What? I have no idea. What do you mean? Tell you what. Tell me why you think the days are ending and I'll, yeah, and I'll share what I have with you. Meteors are falling from the sky. The gods are silent. Healing has stopped. There is unrest in the city. Brother is fighting brother. It is the end of days. Ah, actually, you have a better idea than I thought. That actually pretty much hits the nail on the head. I mean, the only thing that could be worse would be if the meteors were tablets of fate or something. He just kind of roll an insight check. That is a seven plus. I don't know what Brock is here. Where is my insight? Insight is plus zero, but I get plus one, so that is an eight. Okay. He's got kind of the Tucker Carlson squint going on, as you say. <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking about? Like the. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. He looks very suspicious. Yeah, but like, he doesn't have a response. It's kind of like Jehovah's Witness and the Evangelist met on a street corner, right? Yeah. And they're both saying the same the same thing, but like from very different points of reference. So it's like, right. I don't want to argue with you. Tell you what, man, I do will give you some insight. I heard the other day at the Three Towers, they were having a bard off, and a symbol of Malil just showed up during a random performance. It was the only thing that we've heard from the clergy at all, all week. Just showed up for this random guy's violin solo. So you've spoken with the gods. I didn't, Brock did not say whose it was. Brock did not say it was his violin solo. Oh, okay, gotcha. So where did this <laughs> happen? messing with this guy. When did it happen? At the Three Towers about, uh, I don't know how long we were in prison at the Goblin thing, like three days ago. Yeah, he's like, this is phenomenal news. I must go there to preach. And he immediately just starts making his way to the Three Towers, to that corner, to start giving his doomsday message. You'll have to account for that later. Brock just thinks to himself, Sarah, I am so sorry. Yeah, you and Sarah are going to have a heart-to-heart about sending Doomsday Evangelist to her street corner <laughs> outside of her artist cafe. Anyway, so you make your way to the Temple of Agma. Uh, what do you do? Uh, I look for Roshi. Roshi, he is currently... It's interesting. When you last saw Roshi, he had, like, a long beard and, like, he was balding. He has completely shaved his head. And you notice he has dyed his beard red. Roshi, I love the new look. Oh, hello. How do you like it? I'm trying to go for more of a rock star vibe. I dig it. Awesome. Listen, whatever you did last time, you know, that gave me that singing voice, do you think you could do it again? Because that was great. I'd love to, but, you know, my impression is that it was the wild magic, which I have no control over whatsoever. I was really afraid you'd say that. That's disappointing. My voice not really built for it. Uh, how can I help? Now, I first of all, I could give you those music lessons we talked about. And we could work it up the old-fashioned way. Oh, I may take you up on it. I'm a little out of my prime. Hello, Armbar. Yeah, what are you Hello. doing? When did you become a father? <laughs> well, uh, I have to tell you something. This little guy just came out of nowhere. Like I owe child support or something to some broad. <laughs> was this also the wild magic? I would uh, assume. I would hope so. 
Like, yeah, that's probably like we're never a hundred percent sure, but the only thing is, mini bar here is still around, and the wild magic usually wears off. Besides me turning blue, it usually wears off. So right. call him mini bar. He's a mini bar, all right. He looks just like me, spitting image. Even got the same ornery attitude. So watch yourself. He just looks kind of. He's impressed and a little afraid, because like now there's. This is getting out of hand. Now there's two of them. That kind of thing. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, well, you came here for a reason. What can I do to help? All right. So the last time that uh, you were at my cafe, we talked to you about when we went inside the Tablet of Fate. Yes. Uh, I, re I realized that if this tablet told the past, it could tell me where the other tablet was. So we went back inside and I asked it. And it showed me, but I got the impression it was on another plane. And Brock describes the icy mountains and the frost giants and the wolves and the woman he presumes is a hag. And I'm trying to figure out how I can figure out what plane that was on. I see. Well, if there's frost giants, then it's probably not hell or the abyss, so you can cross those off. So you're looking at probably either the plane of water at one of the poles, or the court of winter. Alright, that's that is half of the things down. That is a huge improvement. How do we narrow it down to just one of those, or should I basically just... Because I don't know how easy it will be to do interplane travel once, let alone twice. Well, I'll be honest, that's not really my wheelhouse. And you didn't give me a lot to go on. Like, snowy mountains? Uh, that's... Not really detailed. Uh, Rock's trying to think if there's anything else that stood out to him that would be helpful. Like, that's all Paul the roleplayer remembers was those details. Yeah, I mean, all you really got was crashing into the side of a snow-capped mountain, frost giants, white fur wolves, and a very elegant-looking lady that is older giving directions to the frost giants. Yeah, so I mean, the only thing I remember was this lady seemed to be in charge of the frost giants. Even though she was not a frost giant herself. I don't know if that's helpful. That's the only other detail I remember. Let me ask around. You know, I'm not the only priest here. We all have our specialties. Let me see what I can dig up. Alright, I appreciate that. Uh, it's going to take some time before we can find a means to do the interplanar travel anyway. But if I knew which plane I needed to go to, that would be really helpful. Uh, yes. From what I understand, you need something from that plane, and that's very tricky. So, uh, best of luck with that. I'll do what I can on this end. Thank you, Roshi. You're welcome. I'm holding you to that that meal. Uh, absolutely. I, ju I just made the last payment towards uh, getting the contractor to start reconstruction today, so we're hoping to get construction started by the end of the week. Oh, wonderful. Outstanding. In the meantime, I had this great idea today. I'm hoping to have food served soon. Oh? I'm commissioning something. I call it a food truck. It is a wagon that I serve food out of. That sounds like a great idea. Yep, so I'm hoping to get that going while I'm waiting for the bar rock to be reconstructed so I can get my income back. It's like yeah. a food... It's like a food stand, but you can take but it. it. Moves. Yes! Why hasn't anyone thought of this yet? You're a genius. Thank you. I wish more people would tell my father that. He just thinks I'm, I'm some sort of, like, goof around. Slacker. He called me a slacker when I was growing up. Who's your father? Uh, Birdsong of the Waterdeep songs. Oh. Oh. So you're... Yeah. I see. And he immediately, like, starts, like, straightening his robes up a little bit. He's like, I didn't realize I was in the presence of nobility. I would have conducted myself more appropriately. I am so sorry. Uh, it's fine. Between you and I, I'm a little disowned. Immediately just drops the act of, oh, I see. 
my father didn't like my choice of college. Oh, I understand. Yep. Sometimes parents, they just don't want their kids to follow their dreams. Ah. Uh, you can say that again. I don't even know my parents. You don't know your parents? That's awful. Well, when you're sold into slavery as a child, you really don't have a choice in the matter, do you? Armbar! He kind of looks you up and down and says, I can't think of many people in the world who could force you to do a damn thing. They don't anymore, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Only my boss over here. The only one I looked up to. a strong word. I'll tell you what. When I find out some more information, you and I are going to sit down, and I'm going to teach you the letter C. Oh, yeah! You gotta teach minibar A and B, too. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I don't think I knew what I was signing up for. I may bring some help. <laughs> oh, it won't be that bad. If it helps, well, you can actually be fluently in Speak for yourself! So, you already see him, like, taking a mental tally of what books to bring. And kind of on cue, an unseen servant comes over with a book. And the title of the book, Brock, you can read it, says ABCs for Barbarians. <laughs> I love it. Alright, ah, uh, it's good seeing you again. Armbar, try to rest up and, I don't know, eat your Wheaties or something before we get started. You got it, Buckaroo, and you take care too. Alright, good to see you. Bye-bye. Minibar kicks him in the, in the shin before he runs off. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> roll, roll straight <laughs> check. Does Brock see Minibar? Oh, I hit, I hit the wrong stop? button. I hit a strength save. Is that the same thing? It is not, but I will take the two that you rolled. Okay. Um, so you kick him. You don't break his shin because he's a frail old man and it's Minibar. Instead, he just face plants. And... <laughs> is not getting up. He's just on the ground groaning. Ow! <laughs> Did he take any damage? He's... probably. I'm not gonna... Brock casts healing word and apologizes. Okay. So, he's then, no longer... Brock wild magic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, shoot. Yup. Roll a d100. Let me make sure. That is a 42. Alright, life, universe, everything, hit me. It's what you get Brock's for healing an old man. You and everything you own or carry on your person right now are size tiny. <laughs> so, like, you go down to size small. So, you go from being the same size category as armbar, shrink down to the same size category as minibar, then you shrink down to the same size category as the tiny goblins that were about house cat sized. Boss, where'd you go? I'm over here! <laughs> I'm like waving my arms over my head like so he can see me. Holy guacamole! It's been a particularly bad Tuesday today. I wouldn't have noticed you if you weren't blue. Oh my god, I'm a smurf. La 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 Oh no, Gargamel! <laughs> Uh, I want to roll perception to make sure there aren't any cats nearby. Uh, so there is a cat that is like resting on like the central librarian's desk. You know where you go to get help when you're trying to find something. You get the sense that it is a familiar and not prone to the same instincts as a regular cat. 
Alright. Brock breathes a sigh of relief and then just, like, tries signaling armbar to pick him up and put him on his shoulder. Um, I pick him up and put him on my shoulder. Okay. wonder how long this one's gonna last. <laughs> so, Roshi has gotten to his feet, and he is still, like, limping a little bit, but, like, he's decided to make his way away. He does not want to get kicked in the shit again. So what are you guys doing? I think it's time to go to bed, Armbar. Let's go back to the castle ward. Yeah, I think you've had a hard enough day already, boss. Time to go to bed. Night, night. Okay. So you guys, without any issue, make your way back to the castle ward, to the Blackstaff's Tower, where she is hosting you until the matter with the Bardrock Cafe is resolved. Oh, crap. Armbar, we have a small problem. My key's too small. Yeah, and you're too small. It is. Um... Well, how do we get on here? Like, I bust down the door? Can we find a mage to cast Enlarge on me so I can return my key to return it to normal size? Uh, why does everything gotta be so difficult with you? So, you do find a mage who is willing to cast Enlarge on you, and that brings you up to size small. Your key is still too small. You drop two size categories. Man, I'm just gonna ask him to fix the key. Fixing me is a good idea. <laughs> so, the mage, on seeing the problem... Because the key is still, like, very clearly marked for this door. The mage says, hang on just a moment. They go and they get the master key and they unlock the door and let you in. Like, so... Thank you! Is that going to be a problem for a long time? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much you guys have heard. I'm one of the people cursed with wild magic. Yep. He usually wears off, but I've been blue for about a week. I see. Would you be interested in doing some experiments? Uh, what kind of experiments? Oh, you know, magical poking and prodding just to see if we can figure out how to fix you. Uh, how extensive poking, poking and prodding are we talking about? Oh, Might it be a lab rat, or...? Totally harmless. No risk at all, I promise. Can I roll insight on that? Yes, you can. That is a 15 plus 1, 16. This is a mage who is in the face of something really curious and unique. He is absolutely not to be trusted. Uh, I think I'm fine, thank you. Uh, well, if you change your mind, just find me at the front desk. Here's a gold right. coin for your trouble. Uh, thank you. I will put this to good use. Takes it and pockets it. Um, so listen, if the key problem persists, just let me know, and we'll find a more permanent solution. Alright, hopefully it'll wear off overnight. It usually wears off after a few hours, except for the blue thing. If you know anybody who can cast Remove Curse or whatever to make me not blue, that'd be great. But in my experience, mostly clergy know that spell, and, you know... That's a thing right now. I'll see what I can do. So you turn in for the night. The tiny size does wear off, so you turn you return back to your normal size. And then in the morning, uh, that same mage is ready with an arcane version of the removed curse spell. All right, I'm not blue anymore. Yes, they cast it on you, and you are now back to your normal shape. All right, thank you so much. You're very welcome. It's on the house, courtesy of the Blackstaff. Uh, and with that, we are going to wrap this episode up because it's getting late for us. So, we'll pick this up next time, how all these threads come together, what you guys do next. Thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Okay, you listen to Bar Rock Cafe. Get on to sassygamers.com and listen to more episodes. And become a patron. I'll read your cards. Do it. Patreon.com slash Bar Rock Cafe. Till next time.